Welcome to the TMB Show. I'm Timothy Bame. And I'm Alex Thomas. We've got a big show for you today. It's been a really uh, eventful news week. Uh, chief among that news is uh, the death of a very famous uh, star, Prince. Yeah, Prince, uh, out of nowhere, the news about him dying this week was um, really shocking to a lot of people. There have been tributes um, across the nation about it. A lot of the teams in Minnesota, the Twins, the Vikings, the Timberwolves, the uh, NHL team, the Wild, have all done their own little tributes to the um, to the Minneapolis na- uh, native. And um, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't grow up listening to a lot of Prince. No, um, I grew up listening to a lot of um, classic rock in terms of like 70s rock, and then um, also at the time what was considered modern country music. And then in order to get to my newer tastes of like Randy Newman and Outlaw Country, um, like that was all me during college. Mm-hmm. But Prince was one of those people who um, I enjoyed hearing about. Um, I, I, will, I will admit Kiss by Prince is probably one of the songs I play a little bit too much. <laughs> um, just because of how interesting of a song that is and how great he does with that song. So, um, I never grew up being a big Prince fan, but I can really appreciate what he did for the craft and the fact that, um, a lot of people Mm -hmm. are really showing their tribute about how great of a musician he was, um, really shows that we lost somebody incredibly significant, um, this week. A lot of times, you know, you don't really appreciate someone and what they've accomplished until, um, until they're gone, and I think that's a lot of what we're seeing. Uh, I mean, we saw the same thing Prince this week. We saw the same thing with Stuart Scott when he died. Right? How many people were talking about Stuart Scott for months mm-hmm. on end? And uh, we really missed an opportunity with Stuart Scott to really learn a lesson about appreciating people when they're still around. And, and to a greater extent, you know, a few years ago with Michael Jackson as well. If you're looking for a comparison as a musician, uh, yeah. Um, I th- I'm also starting to think we're cursed, Tim. Because let's let's go back here. For it's a true. It's true. We had a show um, four weeks ago. Gary Shandling dies. Two weeks ago, Merle Hacker dies. This week, Prince dies. I'm starting to think we may be cursed. Well, we have one more show left after this, so I'm hoping that we break the street next time. I swear, that's if w- all. If Willie Nelson or Randy Newman dies, uh, we just may not have a show next week. Um, I'm I, not gonna. I'm not gonna name any names. I'm just um, knock on wood here. Say that, yeah. Um, but yeah, Prince is just one of those musicians that was just so like David Bowie's, just so weird and so um, j- himself. That's really hard not to appreciate him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard not to listen to that music and think that that's a man who devoted himself to the craft. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's really mm-hmm. weird. Well, I heard kind that of, kind of young too. He was 57, only fifty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's it was out of nowhere when it was announced Thursday, and um, you can tell a lot of people are still trying to get over it. Um, it's definitely going to be a difficult hurdle trying to uh, move on without Prince. Um, a lot of people, for some people, yeah. Yeah, um, for a lot of people, this is like their Michael Jackson moment, where like when Michael Jackson died, people like just stopped, and yesterday when Prince died, people just stopped. Um, the pouring out of tribute and the pouring out of love for this guy um, was astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I know the music world's going to be greatly, um, greatly upset that we lost Prince at this young age, but at the same time, 
you know, we have to appreciate what he brought during the 57 mm-hmm. years he was on this earth. So True, true. You have to purify yourself in Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> um, purple rain. Um, so, but the bigger news that came out this week, um, besides Prince dying, was the fact that we're getting some new money in a few years. Keyword here true. is... I just wish more money. Yeah, when we say new money, not it's not like a tax rebate, but we're getting an uplift to our money. So a redesign, a redesign, new and improved. So the Treasury Department announced this week that they're putting on the front of the twenty dollar bill a portrait of Harriet Tubman and moving old Andrew Jackson to the back, along with an image of the White House. Um, first of all, um, putting Andrew Jackson on currency, especially with the Federal Reserve um, having significant, if not total, power with that currency, probably not the best idea. If you go back and look at Andrew Jackson history, and I'm saying this with my old AP U.S. history notes in front of me. Yeah, I still have my AP U.S. history notes in mm. front of me. I car- I've carried them since uh, I took the course in high school. But he was extremely against the bank of the United States when it was coming about in the 1830s. And they had this bank war that went on about it. And he said, like, you shouldn't monopolize uh, banking powers with this um, mm. organization. So he was extremely against the Federal Reserve, and what did they do? They put him on a big note. When the like the federal, the modern well, Federal Reserve, nineteen twenty eight is when they added him to the twenty dollar bill. Um, before that, I think it was who was it? Honestly, don't know. It was uh, Grover Cleveland, I believe. Oh well, why why is Grover Cleveland not on money? Surely he deserves. Surely it. he deserves it. No, but I mean I. I totally see the case for why uh, Andrew Jackson was placed on the $20 bill. He really helped, uh, you know, create uh, the two-party system that we see it today. He was considered the first common man to be uh, elected president. He was a great general, the hero of New Orleans. There was also that whole Trail of Tears thing that went on. Just just a minor thing that went on. That is true. Just, you know, moving the entire Native American population to Oklahoma. Well, George Washington owned slaves, and he's on the dollar bill. Yeah, so that's so a little it, different it, context, though. It, if you look at Washington, yeah, mm, if you look at Washington, I, though, I wouldn't say that he was definitely, like, pro-slavery at the same time. I think he was looking at it as, like, oh, I got to have slaves in order to survive. And Jackson, on the other hand, was like, nope, we're just going to move all you to Oklahoma. Have fun. Bye. Lols. That literal Andrew Jackson mm-hmm. quote. Andrew Jackson, uh, in 1834, lols, L-A-W-L-S. You can look it up. Howard Zinn, I believe, quoted it in the people, uh, the People's History of the United States. Maybe Cause, Larry Schweikart. Because that is a book that we should absolutely uh, quote have, over and over again. Howard Zinn's a known socialist, man. It's true. Um, it's true. I had to read that book in the APS history. But I also had to read uh, Larry Schweikart and I Michael Allen's. You, I, I didn't, didn't really. I wanted to. I, I still have my books with me. I still have all my APUS history notes and both Patriot's History of the United States and People's History of the United States. And the Patriot is more like conservative and the People's more like of a liberal mm-hmm. socialist bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, but, um, you know, it makes sense to have Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. And Cato, the Cato Institute made this argument a few years ago. And if you look at Harriet Tubman's uh, history, I mean, she was born uh, to slave parents in Maryland. 
She helped the civil. War. She helped the Union during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. She, of course, the Underground Railroad. The fact that she was just major, major, major. Uh, I'm trying to think of the appropriate terminology here. I was about to say something and I backed off of it. But major, um, bad, mamma jamma, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not even a word, but I'm going to use it. Bad mamma jamma. But um. I mean, she's she deserves to be recognized a little bit more than she has, and I think we've done a poor job of recognizing her. But at the same time, um, I don't see the point of putting Jackson on the back. I think it, they should have just totally redesigned it's a compromise. it. It's it's a really weird compromise because it doesn't really tie the two together. Like they they announced some other designs okay. on um, when they announced the designs um, on Wednesday last week, but. Some of the designs make sense. Some of them are like stretching it. This one just really doesn't make sense to me. There are still people out there who believe that Andrew Jackson, with all of his faults, still deserves to be honored in some way on the $20 bill as he has for almost 90 years now. And The entire town of Waxall, which is where I'm from, probably would agree with you on that. Well... It's not that Harriet Tubman didn't accomplish a lot, but both of them are more than deserving of the honor. And so I think it's a good compromise to put both of them on the $20 bill. I want to see the design, of course, and see how it looks. Well, you saw where um, Ben Carson and Trump were like, keep Jackson on, but put Harriet Tubman on a different dollar bill. And maybe like a two, like the thing was, it wasn't necessarily a bad idea when they said it, but they're like, put her on the $2 bill. No one uses two dollar well, bills. I don't honestly I've never used a two dollar bill. I only have one and I've never used it because I don't know when the next opportunity I'm gonna get a two dollar bill is. Honestly, who's on the bill that I use is not gonna affect very much. You know what I'm saying? And another idea that I heard is why do you have to put the same face on every single bill of the same denomination? You can, we can rotate it around if we chose to, and just put different faces on there, and then we could honor a whole lot of different people. Also, by the way, if we're changing faces on bills, I would be totally fine with putting Ronald Reagan on the fifty-dollar bill. I think they brought that up a few years ago. Instead of Ulysses S. Grant. Yes. Yeah, I think they brought that up a few years ago. They were trying to get him to put on. They were trying to put uh, Ronald on the fifty dollar bill, and uh, it didn't really get, go anywhere because we saw fifty dollar bills with uh, Grant on it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I think there was a movement a few years ago was trying to get him on here. But um, it's an interesting choice, you know. Really, when you think about it, on who they've put on bills, Washington obviously on the one, the father of the country, Lincoln on the five, who you know, freed the slaves and held the Union together through the difficult period of the Civil War. Hamilton, who inspired a beautiful musical that no one <laughs> yes. will seem to shut the heck up yes. about. Yes, and and was the first uh, Secretary of the Treasury and, you know, was instrumental in creating the uh, American financial uh, system, mm-hmm. or the early version of it. Now, they did announce two other designs when they announced the changes to the $20 bill, and that's with the $5 bill and the $10 bill. Um, and the $5 bill is going to have Lincoln still on the front, but on the back, they're going to uh, put the Lincoln Memorial with some extra figures around mm-hmm. it. So most no- notably are uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and Eleanor Roosevelt trying to show, hey, like Lincoln was this big 
figure of progress and the Lincoln Memorial has been this symbol throughout history of where right. progress is really shown, right. especially like with the March on Washington. And I think that's a really good idea. I don't think that's a stretch at all. No, um, I, I think it fine. like really ties the past and the future and like uh, together. I'm interested to see how they're going to portray it and how to, they're going to put all these different portraits around it. But I'm, mm-hmm. I really don't have any arguments. It's probably the it. best design that they uh, proposed when they when the uh, Treasury Department proposed all these changes was uh, that one because it shows like Lincoln was has been recognized as a symbol for equality, if you will. Mm-hmm. And shows like this, mo- the um, like the memorial that's dedicated in his honor has been this site of where equality has been fought over. Uh, the March on Washington brought together people of various walks of life in order for racial equality, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably my favorite picture from that is a picture of uh, Charlton Heston, and I believe it's Harry Belafonte just sitting next to each other during the March on Mo- uh, Washington. It's probably one of my favorite pictures because it's like young Charleston, uh, right. Charlton Heston. Dang you all to heck. Mm-hmm. Um, but the $10 one is the one where I think things are really stretching it. Uh, Hamilton, Thanks of course, to is going <laughs> to. Alexander Hamilton did a lot of stuff. He was shot by Aaron Burr. That's the entire musical. I've summarized it for you. Don't get tickets to Hamilton. I've saved you however much but theater But even if are. you wanted to, you couldn't because it sold out on Broadway until 2018, so I heard. Yeah. I think Book of Mormon was the same way, though, so it happens with the biggest hit musicals there's a lot of people in the uh, daily Tar Heel offices who do not shut the heck up about hamilton well it's so big that the writer of hamilton was able to get a meeting with secretary lou to fight to keep hamilton on the ten dollar bill mm-hmm. and now uh the guy who uh like created that play i think was on i think he's, he is on the cover of the time like 100 uh-huh. like people of the year uh-huh so um, I don't know that guy's name, and I'm terribly I sorry. Forgot. So I forgot. So he's obviously too. not too important. Well, he's important. So on the I mean, Time 100. No, I'm just joking. I mean, he's important enough where like people are still talking about Hamilton months after it being introduced. Oh, like you absolutely. said, tickets are absolutely. still being um, like I have friends sold who won't it. shut up about it. But back to the $10 note here. So the front's still going to have Hamilton on it. Makes sense. Treasury Department. Uh, First Treasury Secretary of the United States. But the back is going to be dedicated to women's suffrage which is an interesting choice because really when you think Hamilton, you don't really think women's suffrage. Yeah. And Hamilton wasn't a figure in regards to women's suffrage um, in terms of like he never really fought for it. Um, but the back is going to be like the parade of the women's suffrage parade of 1913 when they um, try to raise awareness for the movement right before Wilson was inaugurated. So on the back, it's going to have the leaders of the suffrage movement, Susan B. Anthony, Alice Paul, Sojourner Truth, uh, Elizabeth Ketty Stanton. Um, and it's interesting because they start, they, um, the march went from the Capitol to the Treasury Department building in D.C. And I guess mm-hmm. that's how they're tying it together. But to me, it seems like a big stretch. It's a, it's a huge stretch. It seems like it's, something that they're like trying to make everything look okay and trying to like build everybody together in this unity sense, and it they're trying really to, is not. They're trying that to incorporate well. as many left wing causes as they possibly can. Well, I would I would say women's suffrage is a left wing cause. No, but it's. I mean, Wilson wasn't necessarily on board with women's suffrage until later in the right. movement. It's. It's just that they, because there have been so many activists 
mostly left-wing activists who are wanting to portray these things and they're they're saying we want to see you know women represented on on our currency and so they're going you know way far out to try to put as many of them as they possibly can and so they're doing that by you know putting it in the context of the suffrage movement and I, I now let me make it clear: if they did a dollar bill that recognized women of the suffrage movement and like leaders of women uh, gender equality, I think that's okay. But I think tying Hamilton to that and like making that is just mm-hmm. too much um, in terms of like historical context, and it really doesn't make sense to me. I think you should have just if you're going to make a bill that's dedicated to women's suffrage. Um, just put a leader of women's suffrage on the front and dedicate the back of it to maybe the parade that happened in 1913 or maybe um, the Seneca Falls Convention in the 1840s. Um, but something that may be a little bit more coherent and maybe something that would really at least be more connected. Um, this is just something that's a little bit too much, in my personal opinion. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's a good effort. They tried. It's not like yeah. it's you can't really be opposed to this. It's not it's not like it's not like they're putting anyone that's controversial controversial on there. I mean, Alice Paul was a radical for her time, but at the same time, she wasn't radical in the sense of like the modern definition of radical. She mm, was just yeah. she was a little bit different. Um she was she was known that's for sure. A lot of people in the suffrage movement didn't like her cuz she was known for going a little bit too far out there with her tactics. But at the same time, um you know, it's, it's nice to have those people honored. I just wish they did a little bit better ma- uh, method. And then we have the $20 bill, which we talked about a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. putting Jackson on the back. Again, I think they should have just... They, I have no problem with the, the way they, they're doing it. Again, I think they need to just really do something that ties Tubman uh, with something on the back. But I guess this is a compromise, and it's a compromise, and I guess I'm just going to have to just get over it. Well, I, it's a compromise, I guess, the same way the $10 bill is a compromise. Yeah. Well, they're just doing the ten dollar bill so they can just they're sell try- Hamilton tickets. Well, they're trying to put they're trying to make as many people happy as they possibly can. Alexander Hamilton so, wasn't so gonna like, be on the bill. So like they knew people were gonna be upset that they were taking Jackson off the t- you know, off the front of the twenty dollar bill, so they're saying, Okay, we'll put him on the back. And then they and then, you know, a lot of people have been saying that they that they wanna put um you know, a woman on, on a bill and they, they do it, but then they're like, but what about all these other women? Because, you know, they had the, they had that huge vote or whatever to, for many different women that they wanted to put on a bill. And they were saying, well, I know that some of y'all are disappointed that these other people didn't get on there. So we're going to put them on, you know, these different bills. And so it's, uh, it's all compromise trying to make everybody happy. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I again. I think a lot of it's out of good faith. Put Reagan on the fifty dollar bill. Um, sure, but uh, like most people seem to have been like supportive of like putting Tubman on currency in some way, shape, or form. So I think even like Trump and yeah. Carson, they weren't opposed to putting Trump uh, no. Tubman on. They were just like, let's put her on something different. The only- um, and like most people, I've been like very like, oh yeah, this is a great idea, and have no problem with it at all. Mo- so most people, first time the Treasury Department has made something that actually people like. So most people in, are in favor of it. Um, and just a few, of course, a few people on the right who are going to be against it for some people like some uh, legislators from Tennessee were all like 
fairly mixed feelings about it mm-hmm. because Jackson, according to them, is from Tennessee. I mean, he served on behalf of Tennessee. He um, lived in Tennessee. But in terms of actually being from Tennessee, eh It's from Waxhaw, North Carolina. That's right. And if anyone tells you anything different, you go up to them and say, no, that's wrong. Exactly right. That's where um, he was born, folks. That's where he was born. Yeah, no, I'm, I live next to Waxhaw. I, li- I lived in a town next to it called Weddington. You know, they really don't emphasize Jackson a lot in Waxhaw. They do emphasize him, like, across the state line. They have, like, Andrew Jackson State Park, which is in South Carolina. But in terms of Waxhaw, they really don't emphasize him that much. They emphasize it being, like, the land of the Waxhaw uh, Native Americans. Um, How ironic. <laughs> yeah. We have a town also next to me called Indian Trail. So it's, uh, it's a little bit interesting to be from my neck of the woods. Um, and then, like, you go past me and then you get into Charlotte where all, like, the ritzy, uh, bougie people live. That's not where I live. Bougie. Bougie people out in, out in like, the uh, the ritzy parts of South Charlotte of, like, kids who go to all, like, the Christian Catholic schools. And, like, Christian Catholic schools. Yeah, it makes sense. Christian private schools. Makes more sense. Catholic um, private schools. Catholic private schools. There is Charlotte Catholic. But um, we, I guess the to close out the show, we have, of course – the primary that happened this weekend or last week in New York and really no surprises. Trump went out there, beat the crud out of John Kasich and Ted Cruz and Hillary Clinton went out there, did not really beat the crud out of uh, Bernie Sanders as much as she should have, but she still won. Um, and that's really all seems, that matters. It seems like she, as far as the results in New York show and in the polls for future contests, it seems like she's probably going to be able to do just enough to get by and I think if she sort of comes out of the primary contest with you know a little bit of a majority or at least a plurality of votes compared to Sanders then a lot of the superdelegates are gonna go over to her and I think she's pretty much got it locked up so the only thing that can steal this nomination from her now is the FBI. Um, I mean, Sanders was already going up against the odds to begin with. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way the Democratic primary is set up with superdelegates and, like, the party leaders, if I remember correctly, basically uh, superdelegates, which is, like, your party leaders, past presidents. Right. uh, Like, major... Members of Congress. Members of Congress. Like, major influential people in your party, uh, in the Democratic Party. Like, they carry, like, 20% of the vote. So, already, Clinton had 20% of the vote by just announcing because mm-hmm. no one no one there is going to go vote for anybody who isn't um, like uh, Hillary Clinton, or at least a lot of people wouldn't. A lot yeah. of people. There's been one or two stragglers who've been like, you know what, I'm going to go with Sanders. But um, besides that, I mean, most of them have gone straight to Hillary. You know, a lot of uh, people, especially Sanders supporters, have criticized that system that the Democratic Party uses. But it makes you think that if the Republican Party had had a similar system, we would be having a totally different conversation right now because it's highly likely that many of those superdelegates would not have voted for Donald Trump. Jeb? Probably not Jeb. I think they would have gone for Jeb. Uh, they'll go... if or That or Marco. I think the contest would have worked out the same way, and I think that those many of those superdelegates would vote for Kasich. Really? Yes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider Kasich because of how late he got into the race. Um, but at the same time, I think they would have gone with Jeb just because I think Jeb had mm-hmm. more clout in the party. I wouldn't 
if it goes into a contested convention, I would not count Kasich out. Well, here's the thing. I don't I don't really believe it's going to go to a contested convention. If it does, it's going to be pretty it's gonna obvious. Be close. It's going to be close in terms of uh, Trump getting the delegate uh, the delegates yes. that he needs because someone did the math and uh, basically Trump has like the most real chance of getting uh, the delegates needed to get the nomination. Well, he's the only one with a mathematical possibility mm-hmm. to get it on the first ballot. Um, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. It, the polls for future contests, just like they are for Hillary, seem to be very much in his favor. I think he needed something like... It wasn't after New York. I'm not sure what it is now, but before New York, he had to have something around 60%. Yeah, it's right around of- that numbers still today all delegates to win the nomination we'll see i mean he's he's polling usually between 40 and 60 percent in most of the races from now and you know in a three person race that's basically what you need so i mean ted my uh, my brother texted me this week i have two i have an older brother and older sister my brother texted me this week and this is regarding to HB2, which we discussed on our last show. And basically, Ted Cruz came out and, in a way, supporting it. Um, I wouldn't say he like downright mm. said, I agree with North Carolina 110%. And that's that would, to me, that seems like a bit of a stretch to go out and say that Ted Cruz said that. But he came out like supporting the general mm. idea. My brother said, like, Ted Cruz basically shot himself in the foot. And I would argue against that. I think that Ted Cruz is trying to get the more conservative Christian vote. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I think it's too late. I think that he, that that ship has sailed. I think if he was going to do that, he should have been like hounding on that since like the day he won well, Iowa, which I don't really think he did. Interestingly enough, on the Today Show on uh, Thursday, uh, Trump or was it Wednesday? Wednesday or Thursday? Oh, I think it was Thursday. Trump came out and said that basically said North Carolina shot itself in the foot by passing HB2 and saying that, you know, the way we do handle bathrooms now is probably the best way to do it. He kind of he kind of walked it back a little bit when he appeared on Hannity's show on Fox News that night, basically saying that it should be left to uh, the states and to local authorities to, you know, to handle how they deal with bathrooms. But it's still... Uh, it's still an interesting thing that Trump came out and made that statement. You wouldn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe you would. I don't know. Well, I mean, if Clinton and Trump win the nominations like they're expecting, this has to be good news for people like Jill Stein and Gary Johnson who are running third party. Um, I saw mm-hmm. on the Bernie Sanders subreddit where people are already trying to get Jill over Hill and John over Don, just trying to get people not to vote for either the, for either one of the main party's uh, nominees. So if you're a third party and you're running for president, well, what a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Well, if that if that is the contest and it's looking to be that way, like I was saying earlier, the only thing that's going to keep Hillary from probably winning this thing is the FBI. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Trump Trump could put it together. He said, he's been saying that he's going to you know, be more presidential in the general election campaign, and he's really going to go after Hillary, and he's going to sound all reasonable and everything. So maybe he'll get it back together, but I'm not sure that a lot of people are going to forgive him from what he said 
up to this point, but I will never know. I don't forgive him. I ain't voting for that no, guy. I, yeah, I think, and I think a lot of people think the way that you do. I mean, I wasn't. So, I mean, as libertarian as I am, I wasn't going to vote for him to begin with. But all his insults and all his, um, how do I put this delicately, xenophobic comments, fine. Um, really is not, really has not really uh, helped his brand at all in terms of getting the uh, essential Alex Thomas vote. The one vote that every candidate mm-hmm. would need in order to win the presidential primary. Um, little known fact, every person I voted for in 2012 election won. Wow. Just kidding. No, one, Good no, job. no they didn't. Um, <laughs> if they did, then we would be in a totally different America. Not necessarily a better America, but a different America. Well. Well, you know. Um, well, I guess. That means you voted for Obama. So. I, did, I actually voted for Romney against my will. In terms of, I would rather vote for somebody a little bit more uh, politically inclined to uh, less government. And Romney wasn't that. I mean, Romney was a good guy, but Romney wasn't. Mm. Romney was. He's a decent guy. He was a decent guy, but he was more progressive than what I would like right. in terms of like progressivism and progressive like big government kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not progressivism like let's treat people equally. It's like racism's bad. Like that progressive's obviously okay, um, but progressivism in terms of like. Let's let the government do X, Y, Z. He was a little bit too much for that for me. Right. So, um, well, I guess we have to break the Brad, the, the Brad news. <laughs> the Brad. The, the Brad news. Uh, next week, our show will be rebranded as the Brad and Brad Show, starring Brad and Brad. Uh, no, but actually, next week will be our last episode. Or uh, the next episode will be the last episode. Um, I'm screwing up this announcement horribly. <laughs> the next episode, episode <laughs> 15, will be the final episode of the TNB show. There we go. Um, me and Tim are going to be graduating, and uh, we just we can't do we can't do the show with our we're being two different lives after the first season. I don't know who we're getting canceled by. <laughs> right by the, by this by the by ten our, people who by listen ourselves. to us by the ten people who listen to us on a continuous basis. Um, but um, yeah, so the next episode we'll uh, we'll join together one more time. We'll have a good old time. Surround the um, circle and sing kumbaya. Yep. Talk about um, the good old days. When we said that we were going to have guests on, and we only brought one. Yeah, well, it was a big guest. It was a big it's guest. It's a very important guest. And, uh, I mean, Sean announced this week that he was running officially, in a, an official campaign video announced that he was running for Senate. So, uh, good luck to you, Sean. Best of luck. We hope you good do man. well. Good man. Good man. Yeah, he's a good guy. Even if you don't agree with him, he's um, he's a very nice guy. He's very approachable. So, um, next time on the TMB show, we'll join together one more time. We'll sing Kumbaya. We'll uh, slap each other on the back, shake hands, and um, we'll get on from there. But, uh, Tim, why don't you close us out? All right, Alex. Well, that is all for the TMB show for this week. Be sure to find us on social media. Give us a like on Facebook or a follow on Twitter, plus our personal accounts as well. It's down there somewhere in the description. Exactly. And so for Alex Thomas, I'm Timothy Bame. Have a great week. <laughs>